I, uh, this is Spurs in episode 27? 27, 28, something like that. This, I don't know if this gets a number because this isn't our typical spiel. Yeah, this isn't a Spurs podcast today. We're going to mix it up because the Spurs are on international break and we are going to talk about USA football. USA football. Last night, USA played Mexico. El Tri. El Tri. And tell them what was at stake, Derek. Uh, first place in the group for uh, World Cup qualifying. Also would be the first time either team won three games against their opponent in a single year since, I think, 1937. A hat trick. A hat trick of wins. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane that these teams have been playing so long against each other, and this is the first time that's ever going to happen. That was, uh, and we get the bragging rights. Yeah, good guys won. The good guys won. So, um, do you know last? So last night, I think I have the starting lineup here somewhere. Yeah, I got it. You have it. Yeah, we had uh, Manchester City backup keeper Zach Steffen. Uh, okay. Ex sort of Tottenham player, DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, we had Zimmerman and Robinson as the center backs. Anthony Robinson was our left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Musa, Adams, and McKinney in the middle. And then we had Aronson, Pepe, and Timmy Weah up front. Very, uh, very, very good. The name that you excluded there, which one is it? Did I forget somebody? No, no, but the guy that we all wanted to see starting, but yeah, didn't start. Why, Des wasn't even on the bench. I didn't even realize it. The way that they sent it out on Twitter was, I'm looking at it right now from last night. There's, they don't show who was on the bench. I was thinking they would bring Des in at some point, but he wasn't, I don't know, even know if he traveled. I don't know. Last time he played, he picked up an injury. Last time we had some, uh, some qualifying games. He picked up an injury. I'm not sure if how extensive that injury was. I'm not sure if he's recovered and he's been playing uh, in the league. But, yeah, he, he was a, a big omission. And, of course, the captain of the team just coming back, Mr. Pulisic, didn't get the start because they want to, you know, ease his way, ease him back in to the starting lineup, especially because he hasn't been playing for Chelsea either. But I, think other- I think it's hysterical that, I think around like the 60th minute, they said Pulisic only really has about 20 minutes worth of, of fitness at this point. And then they brought him in for exactly 20 minutes. It's funny. It is funny. It is funny how these guys know that too. Like, mm-hmm. who, how do you know this? Uh, it must be some insider info they're getting from Abramovich or maybe Tuchel. So that was the starting lineup last night versus uh, El Tri. And they had a formidable side themselves. They had a, uh, I don't remember their starting lineup, but when you have the likes of uh, Raul Jimenez up front, uh, what's the other kid's name? That Chucky uh, Lozano. Yeah, they 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 were pretty stacked themselves. Yeah, they got some good players. I mean, I, I think their biggest issue recently has been they haven't really found anybody to replace Raul Marquez in the middle. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I can live with us being better than them for a while. That, that's that's pretty comfortable for me. I mean, we'll probably lose to Trinidad and Tobago in an important game like we did uh, four <laughs> years ago, but I can live with uh, the way that things ended up today, or yesterday, I should say. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can agree with that. This team has been playing 
some very bright football of late. And it seems like Berhalter has them like in the right directions. He looks like he always makes the right move at the right time. Um, he's, he's impressing me a lot. Impressed me a lot. I wasn't so, a huge fan of the, uh, the Greg with three G's when, when they actually put him in charge, I thought they would actually try something different. Uh, and everyone was whispering about nepotism when he got hired, but yeah, can't complain, man. The guy's been doing a great job. He has been, he has been. So early on, I have some notes here. I don't even know what minute this happened, but the first note I have here is bright play from Tim Weah and Weston McKinney. And I don't even know what, what play that was. But no, those could, two guys. That could be the whole game. For exactly. most of our attacks, that's the two people who started and sent the crosses in. I think they were both were dangerous for almost 90 minutes. Yeah, it was it was great to see Tim Weah make probably his biggest impression as a USA player. He's gotten starts before. He's gotten opportunities before. And he hasn't really – he showed little – moments like we're used to seeing against uh, uh, when we're talking about Spurs players, we, sh- we see like glimpses of what they have and how they could be very, very good. And we saw that before from Tim Weah, but nothing that was like shocking nothing that was like, yo, this guy is going to take over this game until last night, last night, he absolutely was a rock star. Absolutely. 100%. And, he- and he's, I mean, I'm from New Jersey. You're from, well, you lived in the Bronx. He was born in Brooklyn. You know, I mean, his father was a great player and he started as a PSG youth player. Um, He's got all the grounds to be a world-class guy, someone who can fit perfectly into our system and be a part of the men's national team for a decade plus. And he really showed it yesterday. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. My second note here in the 19th minute, I see that I wrote Lozano flew by uh, DeAndre Yedlin and Stefan made a hell of a save. Stefan was also great, great last night. He made a couple of good shots, uh, good stops. But Yedlin started off terribly in that first and like a couple of minutes. I, I wasn't too impressed with him. I w- we were missing desk, obviously, like you said. And Yedlin, I was screaming at him the whole, almost the whole first half. But then his the player on the other side, uh, the other fullback, Antoine Robinson or Ant- Anthony Robinson, man, he was terrible. Yeah, it was not a great day for the Robinsons for diff- very different reasons. But yeah, yeah he, I, you said Yedlin. I mean, it felt to me like the whole first half they were coming down our left side and just destroying him, even when. Lozano was playing left wing. His first real opportunity was closer to the middle of the field than he was on the left. I think Yedlin was okay, but most of their failed attempts um, wound up coming down our left side. And Anderson was, it was very clear to me that they were picking on Anderson. Yeah, on Robinson. On Robinson, Robinson yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. he was, he, I, I've seen him play a lot before and he's been pretty decent yesterday i don't know what was going on with that kid he he had a couple of moments where he was okay especially at the towards the end but overall he had a shit game a really shit game no i mean the 18th minute was the lozano shot and 
just to expand on that, they st- we, we started our press on that play. That's really when we were trying very hard to do um, a press starting at, at their defense. And it felt like watching what, what Conte wants to break a press because Lozano was running completely uh, on, alone right at the 18-yard box when he got the ball. Uh, it was probably 30, 40 yards out, but there was no one remotely close to being in front of him. And as you said, Stefan made a really good save. But the actual one-touch passing that Mexico put together, and I know they're the enemy, but it was really, really impressive work by them. Yeah, I remember we were texting in the group chat and Nick was saying something about that Mexico. I think he was trying to imply that Mexico wasn't doing all that, but Mexico, to me, totally dominated that first half. They had really good chances. Especially they, the first 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought they were going to they were gonna score on us eventually. But then we started to turn things around with our midfield play and a guy that hadn't hasn't been mentioned a lot during the game and during our group text was uh, Musa. Musa was excellent. Again, I don't know where we got this kid from. I know he's been playing with us for a couple of, uh, like a year or so, but wow, he was, he was very impressive last night as well. Low key. For sure. No, he dribbled similar to Lucas. He was just dribbling pretty much undefended through their defense. And their midfield, he looked very, very good. And he actually had a chance around the 30 minute mark. Maybe it was 35 minutes, somewhere in that range. But he dribbled all over the place. I mean, he looked like uh, American Triore, just carrying the ball through the other team's defense unopposed. I know Musa is a common name used in a bunch of countries. And there's a bunch of different misspellings. But does this mean midfield master? Because... Every Musa seems to have some kind of midfield for talent. Sure. It's insane. Yeah. Except Sissoko. He was pretty good for a year. <laughs> <laughs> one year. We'll give him one year. Of course. The legend, the GOAT, Mr. Sissoko. We love him. We hate him. But he's no longer ours. But of going course. back to Musa, he, he had in the 35th minute, he nutmegged someone, then kept on dribbling past a couple of people and almost got off a shot that Mexico got to. Then in the 40th minute, Musa, another good cross to the, the Robinson that we've been killing all day. Right. And he got, a, he got a head on it. He got a head on it. And it was, it was our just first, a little wide, right? Yeah, exactly. It was our first like pretty bright attempt of the first half. But yeah, Musa, I'm so impressed with that kid, man. Yeah, he played really well. Uh, that was the last thing I had for the first. First half. I mean, the one thing I want to touch on is it was really, really frantic for about the first 15 minutes. It seemed like everyone was playing completely off nerves. There was just overwhelming, like everyone looked completely nervous for the first 10 to 15 minutes. There were balls going everywhere. You could feel the energy in the stadium. Not that we have nearly as good of a stadium as the Mexican national team, but the people in Cincinnati, I got to give the crowd a ton of credit. They were singing the whole time. They were constantly behind the boys. It was really, really good uh, atmosphere for a game like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a guy that we've, we've talked about this before in the pod, I've been to a couple of USA games. Unfortunately, I haven't been to the Midwest or, or the West, but I don't want to go to the West because I'm sure it's like the East. 
and we get outnumbered. And it was great to see that the crowd in Cincinnati was mainly USA. And they were loud and they were they were behind the boys 100%. And that was great to see. That stadium, by the way, mm-hmm. is it looks very nice. Yeah, for sure. And after the game, I was listening to ESPN Deportes and listening to the Mexican broadcasters. And wow, they were bugging the hell out. They, it looked like they wanted to fight each other on air. They were all like, but everyone was shitting on on their own team. They were all shitting on Mexico, but for different reasons. And they were giving a lot of credit to the U.S. and the way that they're growing the game, and the way sure. that they've built a stadium like that in the in Cincinnati. You know, you usually think of like we said, the East Coast, West Coast, but right in the mid middle of America, you have this nice stadium and people are rocking. And they were a little bit upset because they were saying that Mexico. We'll, we'll get on to the second half now, but that Mexico was an embarrassment in the second half. For sure. And, it, and they, they were getting on them because people came across the border, paid a bunch of money. Uh, they saying that it was like $1,400 to get tickets into this place. I don't know how true that was, but they were saying that it was an embarrassment for their fans to come all the way and spend that much money and to show out the way they did that second half or not show out. Right. Not show up more. Exactly. Exactly. So now we're going to the second half. So you have anything to say early on about the second half? Any notes you took? My first note is about uh, a McKinney chance. We haven't really talked about much, uh, but he blasted a ball. Reminded me of uh, when we have to tie some things back to Spurs. But when Wanyama blasted that shot against Liverpool, he he, I thought the air was going to come out of the ball, but it happened to be right at Ochoa, who, to be fair, was probably their man of the match. Did you hear that? I, I swear, every time I record, I hear crazy things. But, but absolutely, yes, I'm sorry. Um, McKinney, I remember that shot, that shot that you referenced, the Wayama shot, the rocket that went in, right? That was a rocket of a shot. But McKinney, yeah, he was... Absolutely. Like, like we said before, our midfield was insane yesterday and he showed yesterday why there's a lot of rumors for, you know, he's already on a big club. He's on Juve, but why other big clubs are interested in this man, especially uh, our big club. And I, I would love to see him in a Spurs kit. The guy, right. as long as he keeps his head right. And it looks like he was embarrassed about all the stuff that happened to him last time he came over back to the States. Yeah, he was uh, he was ready and firing, and he was playing excellent, excellent, excellent football yesterday. Especially, you know, I like the guys that give a lot of grit and hustle, and that's what he was doing yesterday, showing he has that. Agreed. So I have here in the 49th minute, Yellen was my first note, and he started to pick it up after he had that not-so-good first half. Second half, he started out and he started playing very good football. Now we see why he was in the Premier League or why he still is in the Premier League. I think he still is in the PL. I think he is somewhere. Yeah. But he, he started to show that he was good. So he had a great ball to Wea who passed to McKinney. And that, I think that was the good mm-hmm. shot you were talking about. That, that Ochoa. Yedlin did start that move. Yep. And Ochoa, yeah. Ochoa is a good keeper. and he For sure. Out, he, Even he, at his old age. I mean, I think he's. I don't. I don't mean to be offensive, but he's older than me. So in sports terms, he's pretty old. Mm-hmm. 
I think mm-hmm. he's 36, 37, but he did play really well yesterday. Yeah, keepers, keepers, they play into their late, late ages, late, uh, sometimes their 40s. But yeah, he's definitely up there. And but he's still, he's still okay. That was a great, great shot block because, it, like you said, that was an absolute rocket. Absolutely. Yeah. So then in the 53rd minute, Weah takes a shot that Pepe rebounded and took a shot, but it went super, super high. Pepe. Yeah was another one that was pretty impressive last night, but I thought at times I felt like he was doing a little bit too much. Yeah, his final ball was lacking. I thought he had a lot of – he was good getting good positions, but when he actually had the chance to score, he was kind of fluffing him, sort of like Kane is doing right now. Yeah, and but he was kind of sort of playing like Kane as well. I've seen him being a big presence in the middle, holding up play, trying to look for passes. Sometimes the way he was holding up play, though, was the thing that bothered me. It was like he was trying to be a little bit too fancy with, like, flicks back to himself and stuff like that. And, like, hey, keep it simple. But the kid was good, and later on he did have a great hold-up play and found a great pass. I forget to who it was, but he uh, he, he set up someone. I think – I want to say it was McKinney again, but – he, he, he's going to be very, very good. This kid is very, very young. For sure. Agreed. And then uh, I don't have a lot of notes because the game, like you said, was hectic. And we started playing very, very, very good in that second half. The next note I have is that in the 70, 75th minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're blowing past two big things. I mean, okay. there, were fights, there were fights that were starting in the 63rd. I know it was frantic. That's why we both don't have. We have notes that are all over the place. Oh, that was the that was the the rake of the eye. Well, that was a little bit after that. But Tyler Adams had a little scuffle on the on the sideline for a throw in uh, with might have been Herrera. And okay, okay. After that is when Aronson got the eye rake, like we were watching the WWF in the nineties. And I immediately thought that was a red. That looked like a red all day. Absolutely. And, I, I don't know what he I don't know what the referee was watching. The referee I liked and disliked during, throughout the game. I, I liked some things he was doing. But then again, I thought he was a little bit too animated at some points. And for him to see that happen right in his face and just. Oh, the crazy thing is the guy yeah. who scratched Aronson in the face got a yellow and then I, I have this written down. McKenney and our goalkeeper both got yellows. I understand the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper ran out from very far away, and yeah, he shouldn't be there. But McKenny, I don't know what the hell did McKenny do. I have no idea. He's an animated guy, and you also forgot probably the biggest turning point of the whole game when With- Christian Pulisic came off the bench for Aronson in the 69th nice minute. You heard it again, right? No, I don't hear any sounds, man. Just very me good. and you. Okay. Whatever's going on over there. If you got ghosts, you got people breaking in. I don't hear any of it. No, just, they, they, they shoot out in Puerto Rico. And then the 73rd, go ahead. Tell me what happens. 73rd. And, and, and that, and it was a great cross from the guy we've been talking about all day, Tim Weah. Great cross into the box. And our captain just comes into the game and gets a head on the ball and puts it right in the back of the net. It's insane, man. Insane. The best when you put the best attacker on the field, it, this is what's supposed to happen. As far as the American team, I mean, we have a nice young core, and I think our midfield is strong. But you put Polisic on; he is clearly our best attacking player, bar none. 
even yeah, he though he's Chelsea scum. He is Chelsea scum, but he shows so much heart, so much heart when he puts on that USA kit. And he's not a big guy. And he flew across that box, jumped pretty high, and got in front of a in front of a dude that was bigger than him. It was just all like heart, man. That's what I give it up to. I mean, he obviously has a whole bunch of skill, but he just wanted it. He, he did just his wanted it. Impression. And then after the goal, after the goal, he ran to the sidelines and he lifted up his shirt. He had a little message for Ochoa. That felt that was great. That I didn't find great. out about this until after the fact, but the fact that he thought about this to you know plan this out when he wasn't even starting is really great. He kind of reminds me of uh, when Balotelli did that for City years ago. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. He quoted a a great song. Some might say a great man, but not great man. But anyway, that's another story. But a great song. And he said it was said man in the mirror, referencing Ochoa's comments that the USA is trying to mirror Mexico. It was a great burn, man. Great burn. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then we go on from there, and then in the, anything else happened before we get into that second goal? I didn't see a lot between. I, I don't have anything written down between the two goals. Yeah, I don't either. I think I was pumped up and, you know, it, waiting for us to get this victory. But then in the 86th minute, Waya again finds McKinney, who does a great little spin pass. Like it was like a one-flick like one touch mm-hmm. flick around pass to Adams who passes it back to McKinney. And we got a f- little fortunate bounce because it deflected oh, yeah. off one oh, of yeah. the Mexico off the players. defender right back to him. Yeah. And it went right back into McKinney's face and McKinney in perfect space. And McKinney took a beautiful, beautiful goal because he shot it the other way of the goalie and put it in a perfect spot. Like he wasn't getting really it. calm. Yeah, no, yes. really calm. Ochoa's positioning was really off and, he put it right in the perfect spot. Good for him because he played really well for 99% of the game. I mean, he had a couple of times where he gave the ball away, but he played incredibly well, and I think he really deserved something. That was the exclamation point on this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with you that he he had a hell of a game, and I definitely wanted something out of it from him, and that goal was just perfect. And it gives us our perfect thing. Now we have all of USA faithful, all the outlaws screaming their famous dos a cero. And that was great to hear all over again. <laughs> I text that to every USA fan that I know. Dos a cero, everybody gets it. And if you just starting to follow USA soccer, well, that's a great chant that we started because we had a good game against them a couple of years back and we beat them 2-0. In a very, it was a very important game. I forget which one it was. You remember? I'm not really sure what game it was. I don't remember either, but it was great <coughs> to hear it and great to rub that in their faces. Absolutely. And then, and the last note I have right before in the 90th minute, Waya again showing that he's he deserves to be the man of the match makes a great sliding tackle. Mm. I do remember that. Yeah, right at the end. So this kid was absolutely insane. I'm so awesome. excited to see him. Is he still playing with PSG? 
No, I think he's with Lille, I believe, based on the research, the quick research I did while I was watching the game. Thinking, like, how can we buy this guy and bring him to Spurs? <laughs> but he did start with PSG. I think he had a couple of loan spells, but I believe right now he's playing for Lille. Um, the only thing that made the end of the match worse is, aside from McKenney getting that yellow card, which is going to keep him out of the Jamaica game, Miles Robinson got a pretty cheap second yellow. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. That was pretty cheap. Yeah, for the but other Robinson on the pitch, he was far better. Sure, compared to the other guy. And I mean, he the the first yellow was even very like tacky as well. It, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked that he bought he got two yellows, and now we're gonna miss him for the next game too. Yeah. The only other thing that I have is the guy we've been kind of given a lot of shit to, uh, Anthony Robinson. Uh, he had a really good run right at the end of the match. Absolutely. Uh, and I believe and he crossed the ball in for, I don't remember who it was. I think it was this, one of the subs. Might have been, yeah, I think it was Ferreira, um, based on what I'm looking at. But that was yeah. probably his only bright spot because he got pretty dominated the whole game. But props to him for persevering after a really bad start yeah 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 definitely he he i, I remember that play that was absolutely okay i remember ch- texting you, uh, you guys in the group chat i was like i'm watching you i'm watching you but yeah shout out to him for at least you know having the legs to do that at the end of the game but agreed you got you got to pick uh, that up sure up our left side and there was a little bit of pressure at the end from mexico but we kept the clean sheet and hey that's couldn't have possibly gone any better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, that was that was great to see. Now we're in great position. We're top of the group. We're playing Jamaica next. Jamaica, they have Antonio on their team. So they can be a little bit of a problem. Wait, is he Jamaican? Really? I don't remember him playing for them until yesterday. Yesterday I heard, I was like, talking to one of my friends and she is uh she's from El Salvador and she's like, Oh, they scored. So Jamaica scored. So I would looked up to see who scored for them. And I saw Antonio. I'm like, what the hell? I don't remember him playing for them ever. No way. It was him though. He's the one who scored for them. Wow. The reggae boys. That's a great name. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, and like you said, we we have had blunders before last year, sure. but I, I, I'm I'm hoping that we 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 stay clear of them blunders and we keep on playing well and we keep on. I mean, we're a lot better than where we were the last qualifiers. So very very good and very impressed with Greg with the three Gs. Great three three G Greg doing really well. They actually have three players I do recognize besides Antonio. Two players. Besides Antonio, they have uh, Leon Bailey, who plays for Aston Villa. Okay. And this is a throwback, but Ravel, Ravel Morrison, he played for a handful of teams in the Premier League. He was supposed to be the guy. Uh, I think he actually scored against us years ago, but he's not really it anymore. So, yeah, Antonio scares the hell out of me for sure. He's probably better than anyone that we have on our roster, but one man does not make a team. Absolutely not. And we played them earlier and we, we handled them pretty well. 
I remember because one of my friends, she goes to all of the games. She's from Jamaica and she follows the team all over the place. Shout out to Michelle, wherever you are. I hope you're listening. You Chelsea scum, but <laughs> she follows Jamaica all over the place and she's been to a bunch of cities watching Jamaica as they try to qualify just as us. And yeah, we did. We kicked their ass. I remember her telling them. I remember her telling me, hey, you guys were great. You guys are great. So let's see if we can continue that. Agreed. And uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. You want to talk something Spurs real quick? Is there anything that been going on? I don't know. I want to hear I want to hear your man of the matches and who you think was uh, lacking or, you know, maybe even someone who wasn't man of the match because I kind of think we agree on man of the match. But anybody who deserves a shout out. My guys are, of course, we mentioned McKinney. Musa, which I love. I love that kid. I don't know where we got this kid from, but I love him. And shout out to Yellen. Shout out to Yellen because I thought he was exceptional in that second half. He really, really played well. And I was crapping on him the whole first half. And thankfully, he he got out of the muck. So that's the guy I want to, like, give a lot of props to. I want to give a lot of props to Yellen because... I like when guys are able to rebound and come back like that. Sure. I want to give props to uh, two defensive players. Zimmerman was really, really good. He had a lot of big moments. Um, I remember early in the game, he had a sliding tackle that saved a a shot on net. And even though he's pretty mediocre most of the time, I think Stefan had two or three really big moments that really contributed to the clean sheet. So props to him, but, Timmy Way was my man of the match. Absolutely. That kid, let's keep, let's hope he keeps on playing like that. But yeah, as you said, we can contribute something to Spurs, and I'll, I'll lead a little crow here. Uh, your hero, Harry Kane. Yes, sir. With a hat trick, including a bicycle kick. Now, you know, they were playing what, Albania? Understood. A- absolutely. But again, you can only play they put in front of you, and that's it. I my- just hope that he can contribute. Maybe one goal instead of three. The one he kicked with his left foot. Did he kick one with his left foot? He made a move. It was on the left side. That that goal he scored on the left side. That was a really good goal. No, he looked he looked like himself. So props to him. I give him a lot of credit. Yes, I hope that's part of the homework he was taking from Antonio from Conte. Because Conte gave everyone that's on international break homework. Any guys that are not staying back in, in, in England, sure. in London, all you guys that are playing uh, international, I hope you're doing your homework, please, all of you. And, yeah, I guess that's I, – I hope that was part of the homework. The other thing is the diet. No ketchup. No, no ketchup, no mayonnaise, nothing but nuts and berries, and this guy is going to have us completely right. change. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to be Pochettino level. Yeah, this Goodness. is going to be so much fun. Can't wait. Can't wait to come back to the Premier League and see what these guys are. Of course. Are hey, doing. The only other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, Argentina. Two of our, well, one guy that you love and I love, and then one guy that I love and you don't came out with a one nothing win against Uruguay. Yes. And yes. And Colombia. Did, did you see their video? No. So Kuti and uh, and Lo Celso did a best friends. It was almost like new, a new, you ever see the show Newlyweds? 
the newlywed game. Nah, I don't the old show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they they had these like each other's faces on sticks, and they answered a bunch of questions in Spanish. So the two of them did that. It was like a five or six minute thing. I, I really enjoyed it because they seem like they're actually friends, and I'm hoping that they'll give LaCelso a chance because their best center back is, is best friends with him. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Hey, I'm all for it. If this guy can come around, of course. If he's a, a happily, well, let's see, committed guy with his newlywed and Kuti, and this works <laughs> for him, hey, I love it. I love Bro. it. I hope he, I hope he works it out. He got roasted all week for that fucking corner kick. It was so bad, dude. People like get him out of my club for the corner kick. Like Erickson did that for seven years and nobody gave a shit. Erickson's n- never <laughs> was that bad. I feel like it dribbled. I could have swore it dribbled before it even made it. Oh, past. no, it was terrible. It was, it was awful. Bad. It I was admitted bad. that. I accepted that. It was fucking terrible. But it's over with. Let it go. Yeah, it is. It is. Let's see if he can. Come back. Of course, he always impresses during international break and he always looks okay for Argentina. But let's see he can if he can incorporate that to Spurs. I was yeah. watching a little bit of the other South American that we have out there, Davison Sanchez. I think they drew, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure about that one. I don't know. The I forget. one that I saw was Argentina because, you know, I'm the number one Celso fanboy in the world. <laughs> Yeah, they were playing. No, they were playing Brazil. I think they did draw. Oh, no, Brazil went ahead, won nothing. Yeah, no, it was a tight game. And then Brazil went ahead, won nothing. They ended up winning. Sad. Yeah, but I, I think Sanchez was playing well. I seen him make a tackle on, on Neymar. Pretty good tackle on him. Let's see if he can come back to. Yeah, I think, oh, it's the- time for, I think it's time for Sanchez to get some run. I'd rather see anybody than, than Davis. Jesus. Oh, Jomar is talking. Jomar's in the building. He just came out of the shower wearing his uh, his sunny jersey, and he told me no. that Romero had a hell of a game. I don't doubt it. Romero's a stud, man. Guy's a monster. Absolutely. So, if there's anything else, that I no, think this is Spurs out. Me, that this works for Spurs me. Out. It was a short episode. We're missing a lot of the guys. I don't know what they have. Ben is at a wedding. He showed us a pretty nice uh, yarmulke. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs, Yamaka, that was- Spurs crested Yamaka from the rabbi uh, officiating his brother's wedding. Hopefully that brings us that, a lot of good luck. can't get more legendary than that. Absolutely. I'm looking at it right now. Hopefully it brings us a lot of luck. That It's pretty dope. has the, the Spurs logo on it. And who knows what's going on with Nick? I don't know where that guy is anymore. Nick's in the woods, man. He's, he's, doing, he's doing like POT in the, in the desert or something. He, uh, he hasn't checked in since he popped in at three o'clock. I don't he's, know. What he's hallucinating he's somewhere. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's happy and safe. He will be. He will be. We're sure we're going to hear him from him soon and from Soul and from the rest of the guys from Jamar. We just heard his voice pop in here rudely, but hopefully he'll be back on one of the episodes. And hey, guys, I want to thank you for all the support and the subscriptions and for the follows. And if you want, spread the word. Let's keep this going. We like recording. We love recording for you guys. And that Spurs out. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.